welcome to Just Girly Things. Uh, the podcast about some of the girliest things out there, badass women. So true. Uh, I'm Jocelyn. I'm Haley. And we are uh, 20-somethings that are uh, unbelievably unhelpful to the world. So <laughs> we just wanted to uh, share some share some of our, our stories of ladies that did so much more than us so soon yeah or late sometimes like people don't become badasses until they're in their like 40s or 50s so i'm I'm not putting an age restriction on i'm hoping that that's what happens to me so far i'm just tired and hungry all the time like hit our like peak yet Mm -hmm. i think i think what did it for me though is when we were watching that um that new freaking uh adam levine Mm -hmm. video girls like you Mm -hmm. yeah that's what it's called yeah Shout out uh, to Adam. Yeah. I mean, also all the ladies in it, but, like, <laughs> Adam for, like, being hot. Okay, look. <laughs> Listen. Uh, no. I, but when we were sitting there, I was like, who's that? Who's that? Mm-hmm. Who's that? Who's that? Every time a new, like, lady showed up. But, uh, also, I felt like a shitty woman in 2018, not knowing all of them. Well, and there's so many of them throughout history that, like, don't. That nobody knows about, or not that many people know about. You don't get to learn about them in history class. God, no. There's not, like, a, like, great American women section. It's just, like, a whole bunch of, like, white dudes who enslave people and then become president. I mean, and then write a constitution that we continue to uphold for some reason, despite the fact that it was written in... And no other country does that. Yeah. Different podcast. Very different podcast. <laughs> um, check us out next week on... Uh, Twitter. No. No. Oh my God. <laughs> so, do you, you want to go, to go first? first? Um, flip a coin. Do you have a coin? Is there an app? Is there an app? There's got to be an app for that. No, I am going old school. I gotta have a. I'm, I gotta have a coin somewhere. I, I honestly, I can't. Okay. Yeah. Let's just play rock paper scissors. Okay, let's play rock paper scissors. Okay. Just is we're it, doing it once. Is it rock paper scissors shoot or? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot, go. You know what I'm saying? Like Rochambeau? Yeah. Or rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, let's do Is rock. On three or after three? Let's do rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. This is so stupid that we're doing this. We're going to edit this out. I'm ready? Okay, go. Right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. God damn it. What does that mean? <laughs> do I go? Oh. <laughs> Look. Mm. I, I technically beat Haley, but we didn't confer prior what, what winning, winning means. You go first. Okay, you I'll go first. go first. I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. I'm ready. All right, so <sighs> I'm kind of coming in hard with a heavy hitter today, okay. which is true and also funny because my lady of the day. Was she a large lady? No, is former world number one tennis player. Billie Jean King. Billie Jean King. I don't actually know anything about Billie Jean King. Here we go. Okay. We're going to take it back. Just just so we get some context. We do we whack going back. Yes. Yes. Also, uh, this podcast is sponsored by Wikipedia. (laughs) Always. Always. So is my college career, but that's beside the point. True. Continue. Okay. So she was born... In November of 1943, mm-hmm. in Long Beach, California, uh, to Betty and Bill Moffat. Of course. Yeah. Um, How did she get King from the last? 
marriage? Oh. We're not there yet. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. Okay. You don't start with the last... Okay. Continue. But her full name, they call her Billie Jean King. Billie true. Jean Moffat King. No. The Moffat part is gone. Was she ever Moffat? Yes, she was Moffat. But her professional name is Billie Jean King. Okay, was she married before no. or after? Before or after what? She went by Billie Jean King professionally. Before. Before she was married? She went by Billie Jean King when she got married before she became a professional tennis player. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. Okay. Anyway. So, um, athleticism actually ran in her family. Her younger brother ended up becoming a major league pitcher mm-hmm. for like, I don't care about baseball, so I didn't do any more on that. Perfect. Um, but I think the Astros... Sure, that's Our a baseball team. Okay. That was one of them. Every dad out there is screaming at you that you don't know this. But anyway, so she began she began playing tennis at age eight, um, taking lessons at like a local like Long Beach tennis center. Um, and there was actually a professional tennis player named Clyde Walker who gave her lessons for free. Um, so that helped. Uh, this article said that while she was playing, she was hindered by her aggressive playing style. Same. Which, like, love that. Like, nothing like being, like, really aggressive in female sports. Was she, like, one of those ladies that scream hit things? Probably. She's like, rah, rah, rah. You know, like, how they do when they, like, fully scream into it? I'm sure she was. Um, anyway, here we go. Okay. She met her husband, Larry King, in 1965 at Cal State in Los Angeles. They got married. What was he? What does he do? I don't know. It's not, it's not about him. I know. I'm just... <laughs> I want to know about Larry. He sounds, he sounds like he could be a, a talk show host. Isn't he? There is Larry King, the talk show host. That's what I'm saying. Is it him? No. It's another Larry King. It's not Larry King, like, from Larry King Live. Why didn't he go Larry King Moffat? That's not his last name. But it was hers. Oh, my God. Okay, anyway. Um, so, around that time... So, they got married when uh, she was, like, 19 and he was 20. Um, hey, they're still married, so whatever. Um, she worked with coaches Frank Brennan and Alice Marble, um, who was another female tennis player that had actually won 18 Grand Slam titles of her own. Damn, Alice Marble is a dope-ass name. Right? Um... So, um, she, she actually started, she actually started playing tennis before she was married and went to college, um, but I was just trying to separate them to make it a little bit easier because I wasn't trying to dwell mm-hmm. on, and this is honestly, this is like such a ridiculously short overview of all the tennis that she played. Like, I couldn't, like, my eyes were like, so much tennis, so much tennis, so many numbers. I was like, dang, girl. Anyway, so after multiple years of playing, um, she went on to win the singles championship at Wimbledon in 1966, mm-hmm. um, and then she defended that title for the next two years. Um, she uh, won her first U.S. Open singles championship in 1967, and then the Australian Open in 1968. Is uh, Australia, like, big for tennis? I feel like we're constantly talking about Australia. When there's tennis involved. Well, I mean, they have a, they have their own open. Yeah, so but, like, it's, like, 
the William sisters, British people, and is it also like Australia? They have their own tennis open. I know, I know, but like, are there a lot of like famous Australian Probably. tennis players? I don't know. As opposed to like. I don't. Do you. I, do you I feel like you think I'm doing this because I know anything about tennis, and I really do not. I just like her a lot. <laughs> okay. Can I continue? Sure. Okay. Um, so she made her first Grand Slam debut at, at the U.S. Championships in 1959 at age 15. Mm hmm. So we're taking it back. She was 15 years old, and she went to the Grand Slam debut at the U.S. Open. Holy shit. She lost, so. Doesn't matter. She's 15. You know what I was? What were you doing when you were 15? What was I doing when I was 15? Mm -hmm. Stuffing my bra. Classic. Um, cutting my own bangs. Ooh. And crying because I got dumped three days before winter formal. Damn, that's rough. So. What I was doing? What? Growing my hair out after yeah. that horrendous haircut that shall not be named. Yeah. It was a pixie cut. Nice. It wasn't a good choice. I look like a boy. Well, that you necessarily have the right face. For a, for a boy? No, for a pixie cut. Oh, I absolutely didn't. I feel like that takes like a strong... not. Like a strong jaw. Strong jaw. I don't have it either. Oh, you have to have very strong, like, features. angular features. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. a, like a, like a, like a Russian ballerina. Or like an Angelina Jolie. Well, she could, she could be a Russian ballerina. Fair enough. I'm just saying, like a, like a, like gaunt cheeks. Mm. And, uh, gaunt? like, you know, not, not for any medical reason. Just, like you know, like, just like a strong cheekbone. Like Richard Ramirez just, gaunt. Oh God, you showed me that picture today and I'm still thinking about yeah. it. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, so, 15. 15. Um, and then, at, so after she lost, she basically went on to play like all over the country. She was doing regional, she was doing local, she was doing national. Um, nothing like, nothing like worlds or anything, but she was definitely taking the country by storm. Um, and she was also pegged by Sports Illustrated to be one of the most promising youngsters, that's air quotes on youngsters, on the West Coast, which weirds me the fuck out. Like, I, Sports Illustrated was, like, different. Th like, I don't know. Sports to me, that seemed, eh. Like, more sexy? Because I feel like, it, when was this? Like, the 80s? The 90s? Yeah. But is Sports Illustrated strictly... <laughs> which one? <laughs> 80. It was, no, it was before that. It was the seventies. No, it was like it was like the six, like the early sixties. Really, she's that old. I clearly know nothing about her. No, the sixties. Yeah, Sports Illustrated was around in the sixties. Yeah. She was born in nineteen forty-three. What? Oh my god! It's like you didn't was hear anything wave? I said. No, she was born then. Okay. Anyway, whatever. She's fifteen in the sixties and fucking destroying tennis. Not destroying yet, but. Doing there. shockingly well for a 15-year-old. Holy God. Okay, so then she went on to win her first tournament in Philadelphia. I wrote Philly, but then that felt wrong. Um, you didn't feel the emotional connection to it? No, I don't think, I'm a, I, don't think I have the right to say that. <laughs> um, and then she went on to play in the U.S. Championships again for the second time in her career so far. Um, this time making it to the third round. Um, she lost to someone from South Africa. Um, and then, so then she first gained international recognition in 
um, when the Long Beach Tennis Patrons Century Club and Harold Gwiver raised two thousand dollars to send her to Wimbledon for the first time. So Good for Harry Quiver. Gwiver. Gwiver. With a G. Um But essentially, but essentially, like this just goes to show you how like freakishly talented she was. Was she like sixteen then? Uh, sixty-one. She would have been. No, she would have been in like her late teens. Okay. Early, early twenties. Definitely older, but like still, still. Um, and then in her first in her first time at Wimbledon, she won the women's doubles title. Um while partnering with Karen Hance. Um oh Karen Karen Hance Suzman. That's her Sussman, sorry. Great. Um <laughs> King was seventeen and Sussman was eighteen, making them the youngest team uh to win the Wimbledon doubles title. They won it? Yes. Oh. Holy cow. This was her first time at Wimbledon. Uh huh. She was seventeen years old. Yeah. She was poor, clearly, because she couldn't afford to go. So, amazing. That's so crazy. Where's Wimbledon? Wimbledon. Wimbledon. I, you know, I don't actually know. Do you want to Google it for me? Yeah, I, I really don't know. I, that's... That feel, it feels British to me. I think you're right. It sounds too cultured to be in the United States. I don't know. Like... <sighs> I wish I was smarter than I am, because... This would be... If it's not in the U.S. and I just said that, I feel like a big old dumby. Dumby. <clears throat> dumby. Big um, old dumby. Anyway, while you Wim- do that... Bold. Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Yeah. I don't understand. It's just like a whole bunch of... England. United Kingdom. That makes sense. Okay, so for the 1962 singles tournament at Wimbledon... Sure. Um, King... Uh, she didn't win, but... She did upset Margaret Court, who was the at that point the world number one and top seed. Uh, so this was the first time in Wimbledon history that the women's top seed lost her first match. So King didn't win. Billie Jean King didn't win. But she came in and essentially fucked up the whole, like, the whole idea of what people thought, like, tennis was. She was like, oh, yeah, you're top seed. Yeah, you think you're the best. Fuck you. Fuck you. I've got a racket. True. I just got my license. I had to have someone else drive me here. Yeah, because I'm technically still on probation. Because I'm still on probation. In other news, I just destroyed tennis. Yeah. But in a good way. That should be the title of her book. I destroyed tennis, but in a good way. No, I meant that whole thing that you just said. They're going to need a bigger book. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that same year, uh, King and Hans Suzman repeated their doubles victory at Wimbledon. Um, and then from 1971 through 1975, King won seven of the ten Grand Slam single tournaments she played. That is more than 50% of her Grand Slam. Sorry, I got so distracted. I was scrolling down. Seven of what? Seven, seven out of ten. So that's 70%. Thank you. I'm not a fucking marketing major (laughs) so essentially as an overview she won 39 grand slam titles 12 in singles 16 in women's doubles and 11 in mixed doubles and she was also a world champion you know the number one the number one female tennis player in the entire world so 
And she started when she was like eight. And we don't know how many Australians that was. No. How many British people that was. Anyway, here's, so here's the best part. (laughs) One of the best parts. Got you. You're going to love this. I'm here for it. So this is what she is probably most known for. Grunting? No. So in 1973, there was an event that took place that now is referred to as the Battle of the Sexes. There was a tennis player named Bobby Riggs who was the, he was considered the number one male tennis player for 1941, 1946, and 1947. And then he eventually just, he became um, a self-described tennis hustler. So he basically just played in like promotional clubs like promotional challenge matches when Um, i hear hustler all i imagine is this guy like showing up in like jeans to a country club and being like oh i haven't played tennis since i was a youngster you want to play kids and then he hustles all these like rich bucks out of like hundreds of dollars yeah except he's while drinking manhattans you'll see he's not smart enough to do that though so essentially he became like a classic like chauvinist he said that uh the women's game was so inferior that he at 55 years old could defeat the top woman in tennis he was 55 he was 55 go fuck yourself um and he was a incredibly talented tennis player when he i don't go fuck when you're 55 your knees start going so he he challenges and defeats margaret court the the previous previous Top seed, gotcha. world champion. So, and then he's like, okay, well, now I have to take on the queen, Billie Jean King. Mm-hmm. And she had consistently rejected challenges from him. She was like, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. That's idiotic. And then, so then she accepted a financial offer to play him for $100,000 winner take all. So at this point, she was 29, mm-hmm. probably at the top of her career. Yeah just destroying tennis at this point he's 55 bad knees bad knees anyway so it took place in the astrodome uh in texas on september 20th 1973 it was like a huge event it was like on tv it was crazy um like everyone was watching everyone was like unbelievably stoked again she's 29 he's 55 she smokes the shit out of him (laughs) just smokes him Six four, six three, six three. Like he lost. He like not only did he he lost hard. Like he lost so hard. Suck. Yeah, yeah. She just smoked him. So <laughs> essentially, this became like so, like obviously became like a super iconic moment for like women's tennis and like women's sports in general. Mm-hmm. Not just Billie Jean King, but like just the fact that you know this. It was just a moment where. Some dude didn't didn't win despite his, you know, big mouth. Surprise. Uh, anyway, and so uh, with that, about that, King said, I thought it would set us back 50 years if I didn't win that match. It would ruin the women's tennis tour and affect all women's self-esteem. Um, and to beat a 55-year-old guy was no thrill for me. The thrill was exposing a lot of new people to tennis. <laughs> Could you imagine that kind of pressure, though? You're like, I'm pretty sure I can do it. I'm like, what? Like a half his age, at the good, top of my game. At the top it's kind of, of my like game. it's kind of like. I mean, this is clearly a bad example, but like Conor McGregor and like Mary Merriweather, Lewis, of <laughs> Lewis and Clark of the Oregon Trail. Uh, no, Mayweather, 
like... You don't know his other name, do you? What? You don't know Meriwether's other name, do you? Mary... What? The boxer? I said Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. Got you. Oh, okay. You said Meriwether again, and I was like, (laughs) yeah, I... No. (laughs) Here's what I'm saying. Mm Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that kind of pressure? You're like, I definitely got this. Like, just off of age, I think I got this one. Well, and also, like... But if I don't, I'm fucked. Everyone's fucked. I just screamed fuck so loud, it, like, echoed behind me. (laughs) It was very loud. No. But can you imagine that? You're like, I got it, but if I don't... Everyone's done. No, I can't imagine that, because I have never in my life put myself in that situation. Because, A... I don't have a talent that has given me the opportunity <laughs> to do so. And two, I would be terrified. Yeah. Like, that's, like, even dis- despite the fact that she knew that she was probably going to win, it's still so ballsy to do that. But there's a movie about it. It's called Battle of the Sexes. Emma Stone, Steve Carell. What? Yeah. Did you How know have that? I never heard of this? Really? I love Emma Stone. I would watch fucking melting videos if it was... Emma Stone. Except oh. except that one movie where she plays a half Chinese woman. Or half Asian woman. Yeah, that movie about Hawaii. Oh, I never saw that. Yeah. Was it bad? Did she get in trouble? I didn't watch it, but she got in trouble. Everyone got in trouble. I mean, yeah. she tried to play an, an Asian woman. She's clearly the most Irish <laughs> bitch I've ever seen. It wasn't great. I'm looking up the name, the name of her character. Or the woman she played. Yeah, Allison, and then her last name is NG, which I've never known how to pronounce. NG, I don't know either. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. <laughs> we'll figure that out afterwards. Sit myself. Because I've seen like there's like a there's like a author that has that last name as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But That's anyway, right. it's clearly an an Asian American woman. It wasn't great. <clears throat> anyway, Billie Jean King, she actually is involved in like a lot of activism activism. She's been a huge proponent for, like, campaigning for, like, equal prize money and stuff, like, in games, because the men's uh, tennis players were always winning more than... Female athletes. Here's the thing. Fucking misogyny is everywhere. Keep your eyes peeled. Ladies. Throat punch misogyny. No. Oh. I thought you were gonna say specific, like specific. Well, sometimes you gotta throw a throat, throat punch. Like, that's not a, an appropriate message. Throat punch. No. misogyny. Okay. Again, I was nervous. Again. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Billie Jean King. Are you done? Do you think she was um the uh, the lady in the song Billie Jean by Michael Jackson? <gasps> no, but that would be amazing. Billie Jean's not my love. We're going to get copyrighted. That thought, I was the one tennis player. Mm-hmm. Maybe what she wanted, she didn't want to be Billie Jean Moffat King. She wanted to be Billie Jean Jackson. <gasps> Fuck, that's a great name, Billie Jean Jackson. It sounds like a um, a, a lady, uh, like an Annie Oakley kind of thing. Mm. Like a lady outlaw. Yeah. Or like a, like a lady space cadet. Yes, she's a space pirate. This is actually a pretty good segue. Are you done? I'm not done. You're not done? No, I haven't even gotten to her activism. We, we got to Michael Jackson without you telling me to shut up because yeah. there was more story. Yes. 
my God. Anyway, okay, so anyway, in her adulthood, after, so she was fighting for her prize money, fighting for equal prize money. Yes. Um, and then, so with ideas for the formation of an eight-player women's group from her husband, Larry King, ally, uh-huh. uh, financial backing from World Tennis Magazine founder Gladys Heldman, uh, and a sponsorship of Virginia Slim's, amazing, the cigarettes? Yeah. Chairman Joe Coleman. Look, it, this was the 70s. It was appropriate then. Babies could smoke cigarettes, not so. Not as chick. Not as cool now. Yeah. Uh, Joe Coleman. King became the first women athlete to earn over 100000 U.S. dollars in prize money. Um, but, unfortunately, that didn't mean that equality was reached. Um, and... Uh, in the when she won the U.S. Open in 1972, she received fifteen thousand dollars less than the men's champion. Not even gonna try. Uh, she stayed at Ely. I'm gonna try. Yeah. Ely. Not what's the curly like the curly accent on the top of an A. On the top of an A. Stay. Not stays. Nay stays. Ely when it's name. over an N, it's the Enya thing in like Spanish. I know that, but, but it's not over an N, it's over an A. <laughs> what is it? Let me look at this. I've never seen a shika anyway. over an A. Anyway, um, she stated that she would not play for the next year if the prize money was not equal. Oh, um, and, then, and then in 1973, the U.S. Open became the first major tournament to offer equal prize money for men and women because she said that she wouldn't play if they didn't change the rules and they fucking change the rules because when Billie Jean King tells you she's not going to play tennis for you, mm-hmm. you change the rules to make Billie Jean King play tennis for you. Yeah. She throat punched misogyny. She did. I'm not even done. She became the first president of the Women's Player Union, the, uh, the Women's Tennis Association, in 1973. And in 1974, she and Larry King and Jim Jorgensen founded Women's Sports Magazine and started the Women's Sports Foundation. She's also a member of the Board of Honorary Trustees for the Sports Museum of America, which opened in 2008. The museum is now home of the Billie Jean King International Women's Sports Center, a comprehensive women's sports hall of fame and exhibit. And that motherfucker is Billie Jean King. Let's all just take a slow clap for Billie Jean King. My... Let me tell you, my fancy lady, my badass lady. Yes. <clears throat> the 19th century, oh. most famous and successful, not most famous. I hyped her up a little too much there. Most successful pirate captain of all time. Are you trying to guess? I actually, I actually know who it is. Jing Shi. Oh, no, I don't know who it is. I took a pirate class in college, too. Who, who, who do you think it would have been? What other lady pirate do you know of? There's one. Her name is Molly something. Molly Ringwald? No. I'm just saying she'd be a great pirate. How? What? What? Jing motherfucking she. Give it to me. All right. This lady was a Chinese prostitute. Sex worker. Well, I think in that time they called them prostitutes. Yeah, but now... In today's... Sex worker, yes. She was, by definition, though, like, in 
like oh it, it was like, like in service stolen as a baby oh okay so it was like human trafficked like yeah, prostitution yeah, 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 yeah. Situation. but like she was a really powerful one so like shout out to jing um when she was in her late 20s she caught the eye of also successful pirate so they were a successful pirate couple was it blackbeard no it was was it captain Xing Yi. however Xing Yi. also though i kept saying Xing Yi. But I didn't realize the I made the E sound, and so I'd just been calling him Xing I, Xing mm. the first, but no one was Xing the second, so that didn't make any sense yeah. to me. Xing Yi. Slash E. Yeah. Okay. Married, successful pirate. Yes. They were together for a long time. Mm-hmm. And... Were they, would you say that they were the Billie Jean and Larry King of the 19th century? Pirates? They were 19th century pirates. Yeah. Like, would you, in terms of, like, how much, how much they loved each other, would you... I don't know how much of this was about love and how much of it was, like, she was a powerful lady sex worker from the 19th century. Uh, and he was like, that's a fine-ass lady who's got a hard-ass hand. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. Continuing forward. Uh... As he was captaining many, many ships and getting many, many vessels, she was kind of seen as his... I love a man with many vessels. A man with many vessels is really the ideal man, I think. Mm. You know, I'll take it or leave it if he's got steady job. Gold. Who needs that? Who needs doubloons? Doubloons. I'm not looking for a man with doubloons. (laughs) With... Is that not how you say it? Duh. Duh. D-U. Yeah. Bloons. With an N. No. Yes. Dabloons. No. It's <laughs> definitely an M. <laughs> anyway. Golds. Dablooms. Take it or leave it. I'll take it. Man with many vessels. Sign me up. They were <laughs> feared on the high seas, as one does. Love it. Power couple. They were, they were really a power couple. And I guess she sort of started manipulating from the beginning to get, like, high ranking um, in this, like, pirate gang. Um, but I'm not really sure you can call them a gang because it was, like, 80,000 men, <laughs> women and children. It's a small gang. E children, but yes. It's like, it's like, you could, but you could, like, call the, the Bloods a gang and there's probably a lot of. There's a lot of members. Okay. So they were a gang. They were a pirate gang. Sailing the high seas, 80,000 strong, many vessels, some to blooms. And... Swear to God. (laughs) As she's doing this, he suddenly dies um, a few years into their marriage. Oh. I know. Also, he was killed by a tsunami, which, as we know, is my greatest fear. Also mine. Don't trust the ocean. Never. Ever. It doesn't give a fuck about you. Absolutely not. The ocean cares about two things. The moon. The moon. <laughs> <laughs> Three things. <laughs> Top one. The moon. Two. Crustaceans. Yeah. Three. Whales. Whales. That's not true, but we're going to keep going. This isn't a podcast about oceanography. This is a podcast about badass lady. So... 
killed by a tsunami. Mm-hmm. My greatest fear. Probably gonna have nightmares about it. He dies. In but a- if you think about it, he is he he is constantly on the ocean. Like yeah, like, I'm surprised he wasn't killed sooner. Yeah, like when you when you set out to. But what a fucking way Look, to go. I'm not saying he deserves to be killed by a tsunami, but I'm just saying that when you when you go Play out on the fire. ocean, you're, you're setting yourself up to get destroyed by the ocean. When you play with fire, you're going to get burned. When you sail on the high seas, you're going to get tsunami. You're going to get tsunami. I'm not sure that's a verb, but we're going to go with it. A few years before his death, he convinces um, Zhang Shi to adopt his stepson so that he can be considered his rightful heir. So, as it's standing, he can't make his stepson, Shang II, just kidding, it's Shang Pao, um, his rightful heir because technically he's a, like, a illegitimate son, mm-hmm. but if, but if Jing, um, adopts him yeah. that's her legal son and therefore his legal son which is his heir oh because they because they had so it's not her son it's not okay it's not her biological son it's not her biological son but he wants to make it legal okay. he wants to make it legal because he's been raising this kid forever I'm with you. so she adopts him whatever he's the heir um shang dies and uh there's sort of this power suck where they're like well who's in charge now because, of course, it's pirates. And so they're like, I'm in charge because I have the most knives. And the son's like, I'm in charge because I'm the heir. And then Xing Ji, excuse me, Xing Shi, uh, goes, fuck you guys. I'm in charge. Yes. Queen, tell them how it is. Um, And so because she's been, like, working her way up through the, oh, by the way, they call themselves the Red Flag Fleet. So instead of having the Jolly Roger, they're they're Bloods pirate gang. Yes. Do the thing with your fingers where you go Bloods. Yeah, I can smell Bloods. I can't do it with my finger. Like that. Yeah. Wait. I got messed up fingers, man. I know. I'm not sure you're doing it either. I'm not. She's just making claws, pointing her thumbs at me. I can normally do it. But here's here's the thing. Okay. So the, the red flag fleet. Yeah. She's like, fuck you. I'm in charge because I've been like convincing people to make me the person who's in charge if my husband dies for years. I've been making alliances. I've been paying people off. I've been like the, you know, judge and executioner, judge, jury, executioner. That's the thing I was looking for for years. So people like kind of fear her, definitely respect her. Love and they're it. like, I don't know, maybe. And she's like, fuck you. I'm in charge. Chang the second is my right hand man. That's how it's gonna work. And we're gonna keep a tight fucking ship. She and her stepson draw up this code of conduct, which I mean, there's always been like a pirate's code, yeah. but that's kind of a myth. Like they can't really tell if that was a real code or not. But women she aren't actually allowed to be on ships for on some a pirate ships. Time. There's yeah. other female pirates, but. Some of them Clearly, were, the one I was talking about was, like, undercover. Oh, she was a secret lady pirate? Mm-hmm, it was <gasps> awesome. I love it. Um, no. She didn't put up with that. She was like, uh, no, fuck you, I'm in charge, he's underneath me, uh, here are the rules, and she really, really liked it when people didn't follow the rules. <laughs> 
because she, her favorite activity I have here, favorite activity was chopping off heads and dumping people in the ocean. No. So, and there's a drawing where she says, bye, bitch. And she's got a head in her hand while she's on a pirate ship. You're welcome. You're drawing of Richard. Who isn't a real person, but that's Oh, my God. She's crazy. She was like, you're going to give 80% of whatever you steal to the general fund. I find out you didn't give exactly 80%, chopping off your head, dumping oh, you in the ocean. Oh, my God. You usurp your leader, which I have put in place. You, like, fucking, what's the thing? What, it's not a... It's a coup? Not a What's a coup? It starts with an M. Oh, my God. Uh, when people, like, rise up on a ship, it's a thing. Coup? No, no, no. <laughs> it's a coup. No, what is it? Dude, look it up. I don't friggin' know. Okay, when, continue. I'll find it. They're like, you try and coo on my ship, chopping off your head, throwing you in the ocean. Yeah. You beat prisoners when I am mutiny. not- Mutiny. Mutiny. You mutiny, chopping off your head, throwing you in the ocean. I don't know that it- You- Never mind. Okay. <laughs> You beat prisoners when I don't give you permission or your superior doesn't give you permission, chopping off your head, dumping you in the ocean. You want to rape female, like, captives? Doesn't matter if someone told you. From my mouth, if you do it, chopping off your head, dumping you in the ocean. Support it. She really liked that head-chopping, ocean-dumping activity. I mean, that scared me. Uh, well, you do it enough times, and people are like, fuck, okay, you're in charge. Like, you're clearly actually going to chop off our heads. Yeah, like, Jing, you're in charge. Fucking. Like you weren't fucking with us. You get 80%. Don't beat people. No, what's the word again? Mutiny. Mutiny. No raping. To a degree. Okay, you're in charge. So, two years after she takes over, like, fully is in, in, in charge, she comes becomes super notorious for, like, ransacking towns taking over, like, stronghold of, like, the Chinese government in South Holy Asia. damn. And not only saying, you no longer are with the Chinese government, you're under the red flag fleet government. Yeah, You pay taxes to me. You follow my codes of conduct. You do what I say, and if the Chinese government comes in, which I believe was the Qing dynasty at the time, could be wrong, don't quote me on that. Oh, I won't. Um, <laughs> you can quote me on anything else. Not the Qing Dynasty. Um, she's like, if they show up, you fucking tell them. Xing sent me you here. <laughs> I'm, I'm Xing. Fucking, this is, I am the captain now. Um, and the Chinese government gets so pissed at, because she keeps taking towns and this basically. Is, this is Xing Ji, right? Xing Shi, yeah. Xing Shi. The Chinese government gets so pissed because she's taken so many towns and is, like, taxing them. She's kind of like the angrier Robin Hood. But she's taxing villagers. And chopping off people's heads. Okay, that wasn't a great analogy, but you get what I'm saying. (laughs) Slightly more intense. And so, like, Chinese, like, tax collectors will come in and the villagers are like, Hey, man, uh, we're not getting involved with this. And they're like, you're gonna pay us. And they're like, one, I don't have any money because the red flag... The red, the red flag fleet took it. Say that ten times fast. No. Two, Xingji said not to deal with you guys, and if you have an issue, come call into her. So 
they get that enough times that they do come a calling. And normally, when a government sends out a giant fleet of ships after you, most pirates are like, fuck you, I'm out, I'm donezo. Because, like, a pirate's character is only goes so far. Um, well, it's like, it's like they, their main, their main objective is to steal things and survive on their own. They're not trying to get involved with the government, if mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. Like, they're trying, like, honestly, a lot of pirates are trying to mind their own business. Yeah. They just not, did not necessarily do the greatest job of doing that, and then it got them in trouble. But, yeah, no. Yeah. Most of the time, they see a government, they're like, cool, I'm going to bounce, because uh, clearly I'm not wanted here, so. Yeah. So that's what most pirates do. But keep in mind, so, like, a big thing, like, in the British waters is, like, the British Navy would have, like, if if a warship or a Navy vessel, like, pulled up against, like, uh, pirates, they'd attack or arrest or follow them or whatever. So that's usually, like, one or two ships on one or two ships. Yeah. But keep in mind that um, Jing's fleet has... Give or take, like, moving through the years, 1,500 vessels, 80,000 men. So you can't just send two ships after her. The Chinese government sends a full fl- fucking fleet of ship- ships after her. Jesus. I'm getting so excited, I can't talk. And where most pirates are like, yeah, I'm done. Jing goes, fuck that, you don't do that to me. Oh my god! <laughs> Uh, she takes it as a giant sign of disrespect that the Chinese government, the Chinese government, has the balls to tell her to stop pirating. Um, so I want that kind of confidence, right? Yoko girl, you be know. the Shingji you wish to see in the world. Exactly, pirate, chop off hands, heads, heads, dump people in the ocean. Do what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do. Needless to say, um. Things don't go very well hmm. for the Imperial Fleet. Holy. Not her. The Chinese government. Oh the my Imperial God. Fleet. I don't, like, there's a long list of things she does to them, but I'm just gonna summarize. Um, kills hundreds of them, captures 60 plus ships. Does she chop off their heads? I'm assuming, yes. Yeah. In the hundreds she kills. She kills the, um,. Like, one of the head naval officers. Oh, my God. Like, he comes up with his ship, and he's like, oh, like, I'm the captain of the Navy or whatever. None of this is right, like, term-wise. But basically, the head cheese of the Navy, Chinese Navy in the 19th century, comes up is like, fuck you. I see you, Red Fleet. I'm going to destroy you. And she goes, fuck you. I'm on this boat. You're not doing nothing. Takes him and, like, everyone on his ship, she goes, I'm merciful, though. You have two options. You can become enslaved to me and my gang, yo. Or, that's a direct quote, my gang, yo. Um, or, I can behead you and dump your body in the ocean. Which, Classic Shang. Which is one of her favorite activities. So, really, it's a win-win for her. And it's like that thing when you ask your kid if they, like, you're like... Do you want to put your red shoes on or your blue shoes on? And, like, clearly you're just, like, as a parent trying to get, shoes get them on. shoes on. And then they're like, I want the blue ones. And you're like, idiot, kid. Like, haha, I won. I didn't care what color shoes you put on. This is what Shane's doing. This is what she's doing. And I guess that the, um, 
the captain or whatever, the head was so afraid of what she would do to him that Love he was it. like, cut off my head, dump my body in the <gasps> ocean. No, he did not. Mm-hmm. She takes his head and puts it on, like, the front of her ship in, like, you know how they have, like, really ornamental yeah. shit up there? Puts his head in the mouth of the dragon that's at the front of her ship. That is horrific. That yeah. is horrifying. But amazing. She crazy. She crazy, but, like, I love her. But cool. Um, she also... She's got that, like, Ma Anand Sheila vibe going on. Oh, yeah, she's, like, tough titties and cuts <laughs> off his head. Yeah. 100%. But, like, in Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, she captures, like, 60-plus ships, and she's... And sinks, like, way more than they even mention, but takes control of 60-plus ships. Yeah. She, they... The... Chinese Navy starts losing so many ships that they have to resort to just using, like, fishing boats that they take from local villages because it's too expensive to keep sending naval boats after Xingxi. That's amazing. They're like, I mean, we're kind of still chasing her, but, like, damn, we running out of money. Yeah. Um, it's kind of not, it's just not really worth it at that point. Exactly. So then, more or less two years after that, um, she's, like, still kicking ass. She's, at this point, fought off the Chinese government. Yeah. Who then calls in the Dutch and the British. She's yeah. like, fuck you. I don't give a shit. I fought off the entire Chinese government. I don't care about you white people. Yeah. Uh, sinks hundreds of ships from the Dutch and British government. Goes down into, like, South America kind of area. For a while, the uh, the Portuguese government gets involved because she's, like, down in their territory. She's like, fuck you. I mean, need I say more? Chops off heads, dumps bodies into oceans. She's having a great time. Um, finally, though, she's like, I'm no idiot, though. I've dumped a lot of people in the ocean, and Headless. I'm a pirate. And, like, I'm not going to keep lasting very long. Yeah. Like, I fought off all these ships, but, like, I've also lost men and ships and doubloons. Yeah, I had to cut off a lot of heads because no one was listening. Exactly, me. exactly. Or also, I'm really focused on this cutting off heads thing. I think that's a great way to it's take like, care of like men who really... aren't listening to you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, is she a serial killer? No. No? Okay. That doesn't exist then. I know, but, like, the idea... Or is it just, like, war crimes? It's it's just being a pirate. They All don't right. give a fuck. Pirates aren't serial killers. We've decided. So, she's like, I gotta figure out what we're gonna do. Because there's no way that I can keep plundering the high seas. And A, not also get hit by a tsunami. Yeah, relatable. <laughs> relatable. Or B, which is more likely, um... I fucked with so many governments that they're all going to band together and, like, take me down. And I don't want to die a horrible death because I like chopping off heads and dumping bodies in the ocean, but I don't want that to be me. And she tells her crew, y'all, it's been a great ride or die, but it looks like it's going to be more of a just die. Yeah. Less riding, more just dying. Yeah. Um, so she takes, like, a couple hundred of her men... And they show up to the governor's, like, residence, like, his town, yeah. which is on a seaport over by K- 
Catan, I think is how you say it. It's like, like a, the settlers of Catan? Um, like the game? Is the game based off of a Chinese province, town, area? I don't know, but it's an amazing game. Never played it, but <gasps> Canton, I think, is what it is. Not Catan. I think it's Canton. Oh. Well, you have to play Catan with me. Canton. No. Canton. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. And the, she sends all of her men in first, and the governor, like, shits his pants. He's like, oh, God, she's here to kill me. Yeah. And her men basically get everyone to, like, back up. There's this huge cleared area from, like, the docks up to his house. Mm -hmm. She walks into town unarmed. That's how confident this bitch is. Holy God. Goes into his house and goes, hello. That's probably what she said. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Um, here's what you're going to do. You're going to give amnesty to me and all of my men. And we will stop plundering your entire coastline. And he said, cool. <laughs> Good choice, <laughs> bud. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like a, there was like some grittier parts to the details where like, like he's like, cool, but I get to publicly hang like a hundred of your men. And she was like, that's fine. Um, gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. You know, you gotta crack some eggs to make a pirate omelet. omelet. A pirate omelet. So, like, some of them are, like, publicly hanged. Some of them go to jail, more or less. Um, and she gets to keep all of her treasure. And the only uh, conditions for basically 17,000 other men is we take your arms. So... You can go do whatever the fuck you want in China, or in Southeast Asia, um, but, like, just give us all your pirate guns and weapons. And they're like, mm, okay. Oh. My. God. <laughs> so, um, also, uh, which is kind of icky, her and, um, uh, Stop. Jing II nope. dissolve their adoptive... And date and marry. And get married. Gross. Well, uh, yeah. It's... I mean... No, it's gross. It's gross. <laughs> I can't... I can't say that that's not gross. It's uh, inappropriate. I mean, they've had a working relationship for years. Uh, it's weird. <laughs> but, uh, so... If if we're giving it to Woody Allen, we gotta give it to Shinshi. Okay. Well, it's gross. My, I think my exact notes are... Dissolve mother-son relationship and get married, in parentheses, yikes. Um, That's fair. That's a fair she, reaction. She keeps all of her plunder. Um, and she kind of retires to um, like, a, like a seaside town and he becomes... This is not the end of her story, though. It gets better, like, I right just, at the end. I just... The idea of this, like... Of this, like, crazy, it just, like, insane pirate woman <laughs> just destroying the Chinese government and, like, all of these, like, seaside Chinese, like, provinces. Villages and towns. Villages and towns. And then just, like, taking a minute for herself. Like, <laughs> taking a little vacation. Like, just, like, 
retiring on like a coastal town to just like be old. That to with me, her son husband. With her son husband, to me is like, oh, it's such a good end to this story. And I know you said it's not the end, but like, that is, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so satisfying. Well, her son is like, I'm not ready to retire yet. Wait, son? Mother, wife. Son, husband, or actual? Husband, son. But she has, like, other children. Okay. Like, her first husband, the, like, Shingy, the pirate, um, is, she has, like, two sons with him, and then she also has, like, two kids with husband, son. Um, So that would make them what? Like, brother, sons? Ew. Now, okay, brother uncles? We're, we're going too deep. <laughs> Just look at it. It's face value. It's like the Greek gods. Face value. Face value. Okay, carry on. Um, But she and like a gaggle of her children uh, go retire to the countryside. He's like, I'm not done, mother, wife. Uh, and is a, a naval captain for a few years but is tragically lost at sea. She finds out that he is, um, he and, like, this crew of basically, like, leftover pirates um, has been lost at sea or killed or what have you, and she's like, fuck it, I'm done with the sea, I'm done with ships. (laughs) Retires to the countryside, opens a brothel and gambling house, going back to her roots. Um... And then spends the next 40 years living out her days as a madam uh, and dies at the age of 69. And I quote, and this made me giggle when I read it, she died in her bed surrounded by her family. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's like, I love like it. someone wrote at like a modern, like early 2000s, late 90s obituary. She died in her bed peacefully surrounded by her brother's sons like that's such like a normal like a normal sentence ordinary obituary yeah for just this insane like 69 years i don't mean like insane insane i just mean like like chaos oh yeah she's a chaos lady for sure she's a friggin' hurricane oh she's a tsunami she's a tsunami yeah oh my god that was unbelievable pretty great she crazy oh she definitely cray love it though respect um, it i like that it kind of came full circle she's like started as a fancy powerful sex worker prostitute came back around brothel madam of the house yeah i do i really love that yeah and that's that's the short story of xing xi pirate queen pirate queen Love that. The most successful pirate in documented history. Wow. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Do you <sighs> think she ever, like, met, like, Blackbeard or someone out in the high seas? And he was like, I am she, Blackbeard! And she was she like, cl- fuck you! She clearly didn't meet Blackbeard because if she did, Blackbeard would be dead. And he wouldn't exist. Do you think she would have killed him? Or do you think she would have been like, this guy... But in, like, Chinese. Mm, I think he would have done something to piss her off. Yeah, he would have been like, he would have brought ladies his, like, can't be better than me. Hyper-masculinity, yeah. Yeah. 
and all. He's the Bobby Riggs of pirates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you can't, all these women, they can't be pirate kings. And, like, all of her men are like, dude, fucking, no, no, dude, shut up. She's gonna cut off your head and dump your body in the ocean. She hasn't had an incident in, like, they have, you know, like, has no incident in the last X amount of days. It's like, no beheading in the last day. And they keep having to, like, wipe off the board. They haven't made it past, like, ten. Yeah. They're like, she's itching for a beheading, man. It's like nine days. That was honestly like, that was a roller coaster. It was. It really was. And um, I think with that, we conclude the first story hour of just girly things. Love it. And what's a more girly thing than becoming uh, a famous tennis pro activist or a pirate king, queen? Nothing, I think. Mother, wife. I think it really is. I think that really, yeah. And I and I know that they're that that's what that is because they would hate us saying it was a girly thing. They would hate it. Mm-hmm. Shingshi would behead us. Oh, and dump our bodies in the ocean. And Billie Jean King would smack us with a tennis racket. Dude, that would hurt like shit. She could definitely whip that thing like even hundred miles an hour. Even now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's 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 like. She's like old enough, but still young enough that she's gonna live for like another she's twenty, thirty like years. A, the Betty White of tennis, exactly. Queen Elizabeth but, of tennis, but even farther because God, we're Elizabeth gonna turn into comes back around, man. What? Queen Elizabeth comes up so casually in all conversations. I mean, if she didn't, what would be the point of that conversation? True. But Billie Jean King is going to live another like twenty years, and by that time, we're all gonna start becoming cyborg people, and so. You know, the first goddamn thing, she's going to be like, I want a super robot arm so that I can just whip that tennis racket. I believe it. I believe it, too. Well, anyway. Also, I saw that there's a movie about Shang-Chi. Documentary. We'll have to watch both of those together, do a double feature. <sighs> double feature. Of our ladies. Of two powerful ladies. Love it. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Mm-hmm. And with that. Concludes. Just girly things. Boom. Come back. Ew, no. No? You didn't like that? No. Come back. (laughs) Is that better for you? No. No? It's worse. What do you want? You try it. I don't like it at all. You don't like, you want to, you don't want to say goodbye? I don't want to say come back. Come back again. I don't like it. Bye. Bye.